0: at you. It shall be recorded today from my lovely studio here at lovely Kent Washington. Welcome to the ABC Podcast where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. There will be no call in because again I'm pre recording this. Had had a bit of an issue calling it the Block Talk Radio. And it's up and down with Block Talk Radio, so there'll be certain days like yesterday when I when I did with uh Dawn. That went swimmingly? Oh hour plus that we went on. But today I just have a problem calling in. So that's what that is. So now I'll be pre-recording this, and I'll be uploading it. I mean, I'm doing it in the normal time slot, don't get me wrong. But I'm recording it instead of going live, and then I'll posthumously upload it to um, BTR and SoundCloud, and it's going to be available on demand. That's how that's going to go. Today's show, I want to talk about the stupidity of those dating apps out there. Because those dating I get it, the dating apps just want to make money, but they're making money. That the what their the business model is, I think, one that's caused for concern. So I'm gonna talk about that today. And that's what basically what the main lecture is gonna be about. But first now, I get that I'm on Blog Talk Radio, it's a, free, it's a free speech platform and all of this stuff, and people call in, and if you don't have a call screen, you just, you, you answer calls yourself, and I get that. And I get that I'm going to get trolls. Fine. I used to be a troll, I know, I know all about trolling. It's cool, right? Here's what I want to say, because I had a couple of trolls yesterday call in to try to troll Don, and... If they listened to the beginning of the show, they would. I mean, if they listened to the beginning of what Don was saying, Don used to be a troll too. So, if you think you're going to troll, if you think you're going to troll Don, then it's just not going to happen, right? But I want to say this. Now, I'm not going to. If you want to troll my show and if you want to troll my guests, I can't stop you from trolling, calling in and trolling my show and trolling my guests. Again, I don't have a call screener, so I call. I don't screen calls. I just let you write on my show. So if you call in and you want to troll, then I can't stop you, right? It's a free it's a free speech platform. However, I want to say this, I'm going to, I'm going to say this from this point moving forward, right? One of Block Talk Radio's shining features is called caller ID. And if you're, un, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of caller ID, it means that as soon as you connect to my show, your number pops up. That's how when I click your number, that's how I let you on the show. So your phone number is there. That's why I call out the last four no- numbers of your phone number when I connect you to let you know it's you that I'm on with. From here forward, let this be a warning. All right, to anybody wants to troll my show, let this be a warning. I write these phone numbers down. Okay, now when you connect to my show. Your phone number is going to pop up, and I and just like you can call, just like you can call my show, I can write your numbers down. Now, one thing, there are two things that I was known for in high school. One was my exceptional running speed; I was one of the fastest runners in my school. The other one was my epic ability to prank call. Now, me being my age now, being many, 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 many wounds removed from high school. I've lost the ability to run like I used to. I don't have four, one, five speed like I used to. Hell, I don't think I have five, six speed, but that's beside the point. However, one thing that has carried over is my epic ability to prank call. So now that I have a show that's broadcast around the world, right, on Block Talk Radio, is broadcast around the world, and my epic ability to prank call and your phone number I'm just going to say if you wanna if you wanna call and troll me or troll my guests, fine. But just remember I have your number. I have a I have a radio show and podcast is broadcast around the world. And I have my epic ability to prank call. So if you wanna call me and troll me, fine. Just expect me. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next month. It may not be in the next six months. But it's coming. Alright? I'll let these two guys yesterday slide. I'm gonna let them slide. They 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 they'll get away scot-free. But anybody else who wants to call and troll this show, oh no, call call and control the show. But expect me. Again, it's not gonna be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be in the next six months. But I have your number. Expect me. On to the lecture. Dating apps, right? Now here's the thing with dating apps. Dating apps, I I get the concept of the dating app. And, again, dating apps are for – it's a, it's a convenience thing, right? Let's just say it's a convenience thing. And, again, you put your profile up. you got these sites, and you put your profile up, and you try to match with other people with similar interests, right? And that's what we do. That's what we do on dating sites. And the dating sites took these, and then the advent of smartphones – Dating apps took these, and they, I mean, dating took these, and created apps for the websites so that you can easily access the website through the smartphone. This is what dating apps are supposed to be for, right? Right. So, let bring you draw this yeah. in a little closer. So, we have now people. It's a it revolutionized. It was supposed to, actually it was supposed to revolutionize the dating market, right? Right. But has it really? Has it really revolutionized the dating market? Has it really made dating that much easier and that much more convenient? If you think about it, right? What if you're on a dating site and let's say you, you let's say you're my age, right? And you get out of a long-term relationship or whatever, one that's 10 plus year relationship, you get on these dating apps. Has it made dating easier for you? Or let's say you never you never were even married, right? You're you're in your mid to late twenties. You're looking for some somebody to hang out, well, hang out with, maybe somebody who who you can see yourself with, maybe a potential life partner for when you're 30s and when you're in your 30s and you want to get married and have kids and settle down. And you get on these dating apps. Has it really made dating for, like they say, dating with a purpose or dating with intention? Has a dating app really made it that much easier and that much more convenient? Has it? And look at your overall experience on these dating apps. Has it, is the experience on dating apps better or worse than an experience going out and just meeting somebody generically? What I notice is with a lot of these, with a a lot of these dating apps, what I notice is this. People will have these profiles. They'll put, they'll put the profile on the dating apps and they'll say, and again, this week, tomorrow, don't miss tomorrow's show. Because it's going to be all about the profile. Now, I know. I'm saying dating apps are a stupid thing. But dating apps, regardless of how I feel about them, are a reality. And the reality is that there are people on it. So what I'm going to do tomorrow is, if you're on one of these dating apps, I'm going to dedicate a nice chunk of time to helping you improve your profiles. Because I've been for a few for a few the several shows that i've been doing profile examination uh, on my radio show when i all the profile there were a couple of good a couple of good ones uh, so i'm not going to say i'm not going to sit here and say that there weren't however the overwhelming majority of profiles that i saw are wildly disappointing wildly disappointing and i find myself I found myself understanding why it is that you've been a member of that site since however long and you're still, and you're still on it. You're still single and you're complaining about not getting any, you're not getting any responses. I get that. So what I'm going to do is don't, if that's you and you're not getting responses on your profile, despite your best attempts to make it look pretty. Then I'm going to tell you exactly what I see that the majority of you do wrong. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, I'm going to take some very successful ad campaigns, and I'm going to hold your profile up against these ad campaigns. And I hope I, it is my sincere, is my sincere prayer that you see the difference between a successful ad campaign and and your profile and your sailing profile and understand that when you advertise yourself, there's a certain way to do it. You can't just put up some pictures and put a blurb and think that people are going to buy your product. It's not going to happen. Pepsi? Pepsi didn't do that. Coke didn't do that. McDonald's didn't do that. Burger King didn't do that. Ford and Chevrolet, they didn't do that. Yet there's some. those are some of the most popular products in our nation. How? Because of the ad campaigns. So we're going to examine some of these ad campaigns, and I'm going to tell you how to take the principles of the ad campaigns and apply them to your profile, so that more so that more people will want to buy your product. So we're going to do that tomorrow. But for today, I just want to—I kind of want to express my views on the dating apps in general, regardless of who's doing what on it, right? The model of it, because yesterday, and just a point of, just a point of personal. Personal privilege, or whatever they say nowadays. Um, so yesterday, I was at—I I had two appointments. One yesterday, one today, medical appointments. And the same thing kind of happened at both appointments. And I thought about as soon as they happened, I thought about the dating apps. I don't know why. I just find my mind found my mind wandering, to, wandering toward dating apps. Now yesterday's appointment, because it was a couple of miles down the road at this hospital, at the local hospital that I go to. As my first appointment with my cardiologist, and so um, I get there, right, park the car, walk into the building, and it was me and this other lady. She's about my age, waiting for the elevator. The elevator opens. There are three people in the elevator. Two of the people try to come out at the same time, and it was the funny part about it. The funny part about that particular episode was that they kept saying, "No, after you, after you, after you, after you." And okay, and they'll both go, and they'll, they'll say, "After you, after you," and then it was just, it was just. Interesting was Just fine, right? I think all of all five of us had a really good laugh about that. Well, finally, they before the elevator closed, they got they managed to situate the situation, and then I mean, they finally managed to settle it, and they exit the elevator. All three of them. It, was, it took them thirty seconds to figure out who was going to go, but they, they they got it right. So I mean, the other, me and this lady get into the elevator. I hit three. Um, she hits two because she's going to the second floor. I was going to the third floor elevator door closes. I immediately back up into the corner, right? Because she took she takes one corner, I, t- I back up into an opposite corner. Why do I do that? I do that every time. Why? Because in this age of me too, I don't want to at the risk of saying that I want to be non threatening because that's not that's not the reason why well it's kind of the reason why. But to put people and it's not just women, just people in general to put them at ease because they don't know me, I don't know them. But I'll back myself, I'll back myself into the corner that lets them know, hey, I don't want nothing from you, right? I don't, I'm that's just it, I don't want anything from you. And you're you shouldn't expect anything out of me, you shouldn't expect any drama out of me. I just want to write this elevator in peace. That's what that means when I back when I put my back into a corner, right? And they say, why are you back into a corner? Well, because if something jumps off, I fight better out of a corner. That's just me, other people don't, I do. Okay, so if something jumps off. It's easier for me to it's easier for me to fight when I'm in a corner, and um, as opposed to like somewhere in the middle of it in the middle where I can't where I don't have any leverage off of something. That's just how I am now. But I'm in the corner; she's in the opposite corner, and I oh I asked her I asked her I said so so how's your day going right because you know it was just a thing like we shared that moment but I never did ask her her name it was. Unimportant at that point. I just asked him, like, "Hey, how's your day going?" And I think it was a combination of the tone that I used because it was more inquisitive and you know just kind of whimsically into, it was whimsically inquisitive, combined with the fact that I was in a corner myself, right, being in that position. And she opened up, and she and again, she felt comfortable enough to tell me to tell me some things. I don't think I going to tell you everything she told me. But basically it came down to she's she was doing a lot because of the end of the year. And she's trying to get ahead of a lot of things before the beginning of next year. So and then, you know, I made to I made quite, you know, hey, we're all there because twenty twenty three was kind of a it was kind of a train wreck. So in order we're we're trying to make up a lot. We're trying to wrap up a lot of loose ends before the before the beginning of twenty twenty four. And so um there was that. And then Noah got to the second floor, and I said, ma'am, you have a great day. And she walked out. She had a smile on her face. And the same thing kind of happened to me today the same way. Now, it wasn't as involved. You know, I like get into the elevator in the corner. are uh, standing somewhere near the med- – no, she's standing against the opposite wall. And um, she, I guess she worked – she was a medical assistant or a nurse or something like that because I saw the badge. And so um, – I asked her, hey, how's your day going? She's like, oh, great. How's your day going? Yeah, I'm fine. Just, you know, here for a follow-up appointment, and hopefully everything's good. And she's like, oh, awesome. Uh, we both got off on the same floor, and then she went her way, and I went mine. And I said all that to say this. I did not pay thirty seven ninety nine. I just pulled that number out of my behind. I know different different apps have different price plans. But I did not pay thirty seven ninety nine a month for six months of access for those interactions. Yet and still we have people pay top dollar to meet people like that. Why? Why are we paying this money to meet people? Because you can literally you can literally, literally walk out walk outside, walk to the store, walk to the library, somewhere, somewhere that's around. I know you live around somewhere. If you don't, jump in a cargo somewhere, right? You gotta go to the store anyway because you need groceries. Who doesn't need groceries? Everybody needs groceries, so you gotta get to the store regardless, right? Now I get a lot of people order, order, and I think it's like, I think Uber Eats goes and picks up your groceries. One of these, one, there's a service that goes and picks up your groceries, like and brings it to you, like Uber Eats does with fast food and DoorDash does with fast food. And if you do that, sorry for your solitude, but I guess I kind of get it. But it just contributes to the loneliness problem, and, you know, isolation is never good for anybody. Even AI will tell you that. But once in a while, get out there. Once in a while, get out there. And just say hi to somebody, or just have somebody say hi to you. It's really not hard, and you don't have to pay over $30 a month for six months of access to something in order to be able to do that. You can literally meet people at the library, the supermarket. A coffee shop. Um, going clothes shopping. Just wherever you may end up. At the park. If you have a dog and you take the dog to the dog park, that's a perfect place to strike up a conversation with somebody. You're there with somebody else. You have a dog. They have a dog. Chances are your dogs are going to play together. That's That's perfect fodder for a conversation. If you like to go to museums. Perfect fodder for conversations because you can strike up a conversation about the exhibit that you're standing in front of. Now, I get it—social anxiety. A lot of people have social anxiety, and this is why they don't go anywhere. Fine, but there are ways to deal with that. You have therapy. AI is a good AI is a good thing because AI AI scours the internet for some of the best um, best psychological advice. And then they can deliver it to you so AI can be kinda like that that unfeeling, uncaring therapist. AI is bad at emotions, so they'll deal with you they'll deal it to you straight. That's what that's kinda like what I that's kind of one of the things that appeals me appeals to me about using AI as a therapist is AI is cold, is is cold, is unemotional, and it deals it to me straight. Without without giving a shit. Because AI is not programmed to give a shit. AI is just programmed to deal you the information. That's why I like it. it may not be some people's cup of tea, but I like it for that. Outside of social anxiety and, and things like that, it's really easy to, it's really easy to, there's not, you don't even have to get into a whole involved conversation with somebody. It could just be you two, you and somebody else at a dog park. Your dog is there. Their dog is there. And, and just say, hi, how's your day going? Oh, that's a cute dog. What kind of dog is that? How old is the dog? Oh, my dog is this and my dog is this old. Oh, how did you come across? And then you can, and then from there, you can talk about dogs. And then from there, you can branch out to other things. If the conversation, if this conversation flows smoothly and God forbid you should find this person attractive, then you just saved yourself. $37.99 $37.99 a month for six months of access to a damn dating site or a damn dating app by being at the dog park, finding somebody attractive, and striking up a conversation with them. So why, oh, why are we, as people, dropping good money off of our credit cards to be on these apps where the chance of, of even getting responses, much less. See, here's the thing about the dating apps. And let me get into the algorithm of this real quickly, right? Because this is part of the reason why I excoriate dating apps is because people don't understand the algorithms of dating apps. Dating apps are programmed to do one thing. Take the best pictures and elevate them. Not even the best profiles, the best pictures, and elevate them, All right, Pictures... The thing about the dating apps is the picture is everything. Now, I'm not talking about getting responses. I'm I'm going to address that in tomorrow's show, how to get better responses via your profile and how to kind of cheat the algorithm to, to increase your responses. That's coming. That's coming tomorrow. But the algorithm of these dating apps is to take the pictures that gets the most attention. I.e., likes and views, and matches, and elevate those and push those to the top, and everybody else just kind of falls into a ranking system um, that's contingent upon. No, Riley, you had your chance. Um, that's contingent. You gotta wait till the end of the show. That's contingent upon the total number of inner the total number of interactions i e likes matches views things like that and it ranks you according to the numbers and that's all the algorithm does it just takes it it spits out a raw number and it puts you into a rank and those who have more than you are ranked above you those who have less than you are ranked below you and that's just, and it, it sets you into the recommendations according to that that's all the algorithm does so yeah, it's kind of important to have a really good picture up that you think people will that you think people will respond to. and if you do that, then half of your work is done. But what I don't understand is that even being so, the fact that you're paying good money just for people to see your picture, when you can literally just go out and have a bunch of people see you in person, not a picture, just you in person. For literally no money. If that's what you want, right? Now you're on a dating app to meet somebody and hopefully strike and hopefully and hopefully um hopefully strike something up, get some chemistry going, maybe find somebody to date and eventually a long-term relationship. But answer me something. Please answer me something. Is are the chances of finding somebody on a dating app really? that much better than going out and meeting somebody generically because think about it Just let's let's just analyze this for a second all right what are the chances of you even getting a response based upon where the algorithm puts your your particular profile now remember pictures are everything and i never i haven't seen too many profiles with really great pictures. I may have seen like two or three in the whole time that I've been do- doing this profile examination thing. So you with your average pictures, average to below average pictures, that aren't really getting getting you a whole lot of views, you may get a match or two. Okay, cool. Some people, some people may see your picture and, and like the picture. But people with professional shots, people with... Um, yeah, just people with professional shots or people with higher quality shots than you put up are getting pushed up because they're getting more attention because, again, these apps run primarily on the visual. So you're paying $37.99 a month or however much however much it is you're paying to be put somewhere in the middle of the deck where some people may see you, some people may not see you, and people who... I say, people who say who are who pay the same amount of money. Because I get it, there are tiers to this thing, and you have like this silver, bronze, gold tiers, or you have the one, two, three month tiers. And I get it, you pay different, you pay different amounts for different things. But somebody who may have paid a lesser amount is getting pushed higher up the inner, higher up the algorithm. The algorithm pushing higher up the higher up the chain because they're professional, higher quality shots. Are getting more attention than you, and you're paying, you're dropping all this money. And you're getting beaten out by Joe 1999, 1999 a month. Which, if you look at the total pricing scheme, if you pay, if you're on one of the dating, dating sites that pay more for more access, like you'll pay or pay less for more access, is what I meant to say. If you're on one of the dating sites that pay less for more access, and you look at the total pricing scheme, you really don't pay less for more access because the total price is always higher than if you had just paid more for the little bit of access. For example, I think it's match.com. Now, hold on. Actually, I'll tell you what, let me instead of just speculating here, let's go actual, let's go to match.com actual and see their pricing scheme. Let's see. because so I have it saved, I have it actually bookmarked because this is where I'll do a lot of my profile analysis from. Now, I'm going to hit the subscribe. And let's see. So, for 12 months of access, and they call this the best deal, it's going to be $19.99 per month. For six months, is $24. For three months, it's $39.99 a month. Here's the thing. Um, for three months, is $39.99. Well, let's see. Continue. Uh and then if you do that they'll take you to another thing where you can add more things on for more money so let's see you can they have a thing where they say you're you're you can your hand pick profiles by our dating experts so if you want expert picks, that's another 11.96 a month and then if you want to control who sees your profile because you in order to attack a private mode to make you visible only to people you choose that's another ten dollars a month or you can choose not to. And then I can pay three hundred and ten in full today or seventy seven sixty-three in four payments. And that and even that they're saying, Oh, you're saving one ninety eight one 38 Yeah, but you're still paying three hundred and ten dollars for something that you can literally walk outside, go to the library, and have the same experience and not have to pay three hundred and ten dollars. And that is even that's on the $24.99. Now, $310 at $24.99 plus those things to go a full year, and that's $19.99. So it seems like you're saving $10 with the same two. Let's see, let's see how the numbers shake down. Uh, how do uh, no, we're not going to do that. So $310 as opposed to, as opposed to. And my computer's being laggy. I wonder why this is. I guess they don't want to spit out the number to me. Maybe because, oh, here we go. And now I get to pay $554. So you understand. You understand what's happening here, right? They'll rope you in with, oh, yeah, instead of paying $24.99, you, know, you can only pay $19 if you do 12 months, which still ends up being a couple hundred dollars more expensive than if you paid for the if you paid more for the less access yet people yet and still people get suckered into this by these dating apps with the promise that hey maybe just maybe somebody will find your profile appealing but the thing is if nobody finds your profile appealing or you don't find anybody that responds to your profile appealing within that time you have to ask yourself was that wasted money because I really hate to pay $554.87 in full today for a year of access and have that year go by and no results. I get a few people that I'm really not interested in, and then I start sending messages nobody's really interested in me, and I'm paying $554 for this. What's the point? What... And if you, and if you can answer me that question, what's the point? If you can answer, if you have an answer for that question, come by my page on Facebook, the ABC, the ABC podcast, and you can, you can answer that. You can literally answer that on my wall. You can send me a message. You can, you can private message me and give me the answer to what's the point of that. Because I don't see, I don't see spending $554.87 on match.com just for a, the promise. Or just for the just for the hope of finding somebody help i can go to from here in kent i can go to the shore right because des moines not des moines um oh god um, not des moines the other one right on the shore right on the shore somebody help me out if you live in that area of washington if you go past des moines if you go from from kent through auburn past des moines on ken kangley road and you where are you going to end up um i I forget the name of the town but it's a seashore town nice little touristy spot a lot of people there you can go strike up a conversation with one of the people there because there are a lot of cool places there you can go again live up in washington if you live in puget go up to seattle go up to the waterfront you go down to tacoma go down to the waterfront now i get it dangerous area and if you're really trying, if you're really trying to, you have to be serious. If you're looking down on the waterfront and you want to talk to somebody to try to, you know, to try to strike up a conversation with somebody and maybe date them, that's a, that's dangerous territory because there are a lot of lots of homeless people and lots of drug addicts and things around there that can do harm to you. But that's that's Seattle. <laughs> um, but there are plenty of places around. You got restaurants and clubs and libraries and. Tons and tons of coffee shops. After all, this is Washington. So you know, there's tons and tons of coffee shops where you can go. And you can go talk to people. So I don't understand why we are dropping so much money on these sites. And it's the same. It's literally the same results. They may be slightly better on the dating app because you have a little bit more control, control over No, not even a little more. Well, yeah, a little more control. But it's because... And I don't even want to say that. I don't want. To, I don't want to say that it's because you get to know somebody before you actually meet them. Because here's the deal: the cat catfishing is a thing. Also, um, you can't tell somebody by their profile because a lot of times they'll put something on their profile to make them sound enticing, and in reality, it's really not that. I came, Back in my dating days, I actually ran across that a lot. It was some people had. Some women had responded, and I would read their profiles, and i said say, okay, let's get on a date, and then we go on a date, and there are just some things that they left out of their profile that I learned going on a date with them. And it's like, yeah, okay, no, there won't be a second date because, and it would have been nice if you put that on your profile to begin with so we didn't have to waste time and money. That's, that's just how it is. So you can't really say that you can you know people just because of their profile. Because again, when I talk about profiles tomorrow and how to make them better, one of the common things that I've noticed is women it's good that you talk about yourselves, but you don't talk about anything else but yourselves. And it just it gives uh, it just again you want people to know who you are. But honestly, it just it does kind of make you look arrogant. Now, one woman actually whose profile I came across in preparation for the show, um, she actually made a joke about that. So it was kind of, that was kind of refreshing to see. However, the majority, the majority, just talk and talk and talk about themselves are not really what, And not really what they're looking for or not really what they have to offer. And it's really bad it's really it's it makes for really bad ad campaign. Let's just put that let's just put it that way. But again, I'll adjust that in tomorrow's show. I keep wanting to allude to things that's gonna go on in tomorrow's show. Like I wanna talk about it in this show, but I can't because I gotta wait for tomorrow's show because I'm chomping at the bit to get into it. But let me just hold my horses. It's coming tomorrow, so tune in to tomorrow's show. Back to Back to meeting people. I just don't see the point in paying $554.87 on Match.com and for Plenty of Fish, which the results are not the results, but the odds are slightly worse, right? Because, well, let's just say because of who Plenty of Fish appeals to. Let's see the upgrade prices. Now, to get plenty of fish premium, your purchase, let's see, plenty of fish for three month access. Well, let's see. Your purchase fifty-nine ninety-nine. This is for three months. For six months, it's eighty-nine ninety nine, and for one year it's one nineteen ninety-nine. So one hundred and thirty-two dollars and twenty-nine cents for a year of access. And they don't have they don't have all the other add-ons and stuff, tack-ons and stuff. But still even if I even if I ran for three months. I guess plenty of fish is a little more honest when it comes to because they don't let's see, twenty dollars a month here, twenty dollars a month for three months, six months is fifteen dollars a month, one year is ten dollars a month, so they still do the they still do the pricing. And for three months it's twenty dollars a month would means mean sixty. Six months fifteen dollars a month is ninety-nine one year, it's $10 premium, but it's 132 So they do the same thing, the, the paradoxical thing. So they try to suck you in with, well, you pay, it looks like you're paying lower per month, but the total charge is going to be a whole lot higher. Mathematically, mathematically speaking, that is. So again, six months, I say you're going to do six months, 99. Eh, not a 100, you know, not a bill. And... You get six months of access. Now, if you don't get responses, if you pay this, um if you pay this hundred dollars, this ninety-nine twenty-one for six months of access, and nobody and nobody contacts you, or the people that do contact you you're really not interested in, or you try to contact people you are interested in and you get no response, was that ninety-nine dollars wasted? Have you like have you asked yourself that really? Was that ninety nine dollars wasted, and could I take that ninety nine dollars and applied it to something meaningful, more meaningful in my life? And this is why I say these dating apps are just dumb because you're literally paying for something that you can do for free with the same results with the same people because. Most, more times than not, I'm I'm not sure the exact percentage. My guess, my speculative, my speculative acumen would say "Eh, about 90% of the time, you're looking for somebody in your area. 90 to 95% of the time, you're looking for somebody in your area. Now I know those there are those people who have like ties, some kind of ties in other areas, so they're willing to relocate, and that's fine. But those are the exceptions; are not the rule. The rule, the general rule is, you are literally looking for somebody in your area. Speaking of which, let's see, um, Oregon State, nothing. Notre Dame, twenty-four. Wow, Oregon State, what the hell? Anyway, back to the show. I just need to check that because again, Pacific Northwest. Now. looking for somebody in your area, hell, you're in your area. This is why it's your area, right? So why aren't you going out? You're save, Why aren't you saving that $99 a month from Plenty of Fish and going out and then gen- meeting somebody generically? Because, honestly, you're going to meet them. In, if you're interested in them, you're going to meet them anyway. Can, why? Because you have to go on a date, right? So they're going to have to see you regardless. So why not just keep that $99 in your pocket And go out and just talk to people, and just be personable, because personability, whether on a dating site or out in real life, out in the real world, personability is everything. It's not looks, it's not money, it's not your car, it's not your job. Hell, when you meet somebody, you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about what they drive because you haven't unless you watch them get out of their car. But chances are, if you meet somebody at the coffee shop, they're just in the coffee shop. You don't know which car is theirs. So it's not about the car. It's not about the job because you don't know what job they do. That's just a stranger there, right? Not attractive stranger, but just a stranger. So you don't know what they do. You don't know what kind of car they drive. You just know that and, and looks have something to do with that because you, it's somebody you fancy. They don't have to be the best-looking person ever, but they just have to be the best-looking to you, right? Because certain people are attracted to certain features. Let's just say that. Some people like more Rubenesque women. Some people like more, some people like more scrawny women. Some people like blondes. Some people like brunettes. Some people like brown eyes. Some people like hazel eyes. Some people like big noses. Some people like little noses. So whatever it is that, stick, that strikes your fancy, whatever it is that you fancy, you see this person there. And you this person is an eight to somebody else. They may be a five or a six. Whatever, right? You go strike up a conversation with them, but you don't know you don't know what they do for a living. You don't know what they what kind of house they have or if they're renting an apartment, you don't know what kind of car they drive, if they have a Porsche or they have a Volkswagen. It doesn't really matter at that point. What matters is you're personable. You walk up to them and you're friendly and you engage them and you just do you just do a quick salutation. Hello, how are you doing? How's your day going? And that can open up uh, an entire world. Because it puts people at ease. If you come in with that with that inquisitive curiosity, just hey, how's your day going? It disarms people. When people look at you like, oh God, here's this creep, I think this creep wants to talk to me, and oh God help me. And you say, Oh hey, how's your day going? And you're like, Huh? Okay, is everything on, everything good today? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Hey, I'm good, you know. Everything's rolling for me. I just, you know, just had surgery and I'm up and around. I'm thankful for that. And people are like, oh my God, he's actually talking. He's actually kind of cool. Wait, wait, whoa, time out, you know? And that's how, and that's how, and that and the smile. And I'm telling you, people are disarmed automatically. You are no longer a creep. You are, holy crap, this is, this guy's actually kind of cool. Let me let me dig a little deeper into this, and then you guys can have an entire conversation. And then, if things go really well, hey, mind if I join you? If the if you if you can detect a spark, then I get it. You know, there's a lot of. It's highly unlikely that you're going to detect a spark in that amount of time. However, if you if you feel like the conversation shifted and it's doing actually kind of well because you found something and you're talking about your days. now you're talking about interest when you get to that point then you collect then you're like man how do you like talking may i join you for coffee today you know I'm, i was on my way to work i've got about half an hour may i join you for coffee for a little bit and then you sit down and you you continue to talk oh by the way my name's jesse oh angela nice to meet you angela angela I love your watch. Where'd you get that watch from? Angela? I love that dress. Where'd you get that dress from? It looks really good on you. Angela. that hair side, Where do you get your hair done your Your hair is lovely today. You know compliment goes very far, especially after you've established that you established that connection of communication. A compliment goes very far so again, that takes nothing. That takes no and this is what i try keep trying to tell insults. And the thing about the incel community is this, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this. As a matter of fact, um, let me do a time check because, okay, cool. Let me talk about the incel community and their inability to do, or not inability, everybody has the ability to do this. Don't get me wrong. However, their unwillingness to do this, especially the black pillars. This is why I tell the black pillars, go get stuffed. Because the black pillars will tell the rest of the incels that this is not possible, and it absolutely is, and they'll say that it's not possible because of the way they look, and that's just the biggest heap of garbage that I've ever heard in my life. It's the biggest lie that I've ever heard, well, that besides the whole Trump-Russia collusion thing, that was the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life, but what the incels say, I mean, what black people tell the incel is the second biggest lie I've ever heard, which is that. You will never ever be able to get a girlfriend because none of them will want to talk to you because of your looks, and that's not true. It's not about your looks; it's about your behavior. And if you if you come with an air of personability, it gets you a whole lot farther than you think your lack of looks will get you. Looks looks really don't matter as personability as behavior. This is why I say if you come at them with if you come at a woman with that air of um, with that inquisitive curiosity. Oh, hey, how's your day going? Like you actually like you actually really care about how their day's going? Guess what? They're disarmed. Why? Because you care. You like literally care about what how their day is going. Don't you wish somebody really cared about how your day was going? I mean, this is why I here you, hear you complain about all the time. Nobody really cares about what's going on with you. So you want somebody who cares about what's going on with you, right? Right. So why can't you take that and extend it to other people this is why this is why I say in cells you have a seat at this table because if you can take some of the advice that I put out and then apply it then if your life gets better my job is done if your romantic reality changes my job is done because this is the reason why I set this podcast up to begin with so that everybody has a seat at the table who is having issues romantically everybody can come down they have a seat at this table they can listen to what i have to say they can share their experiences and then they can go out and make their romantic realities different they can change their romantic realities this is what i want to do now that's what i'll say if you can if you can strike that up right just come with that just come with that air of inquisitive curiosity because you honestly give a crap how their day is going and you actually want to hear what happened because some, sometimes sometimes they'll be just so disarmed or so comfortable, they'll just unload. Or if if they have something that's built up inside of them and somebody genuinely asks how their day is going and they really want to unload, they'll unload. And here's the thing. Listen. Listen. Listen to what it is they have to say and then sympathize with them. But they say, oh, my God, you know, I just came from work and this and, then did this, and this and I just, oh, it's so frustrating. Listen to them. And if you have a similar experience, share it. Like, you know what? <laughs> That's a trip because that happened to me last week, and it was so frustrating. Like, seriously, I, I literally wanted to just slap somebody, but I just walked away just disgusted. I had to go home and just have myself a drink. And I calmed down. And... You know, shared experiences, shared experiences are the bark of the good, of the beginning of a good relationship, shared experiences. So you can literally have somebody listen to somebody's story, have a similar story yourself, share that, and have that be the basis of a good conversation. Then it's, by the way, I'm Jesse. Angela, nice to meet you, Angela. Man, I, I, I tell you, what what do you do for a living? And she'll tell you, oh, well... Cool. My dad was one or my mom was one, depending on what job they were. If you are a computer software engineer and you're just like a plumber from a family of plumbers, you know, that's, you, that's not going to work. But um, even still, though, say, you know what, I'm a plumber, but I've had those days where I just had these butthole customers who wanted me to do this, this, and that. And They think I'm Superman. They think I can clear a whole clear oak tree roots out of their drain in a day and I keep telling them it's not going to happen and they're just not satisfied with it and it makes me mad because I'm only human and I can only do so much and that's a shared experience because everybody no matter what job you do everybody has had those days where people expected too much of them they're not superman you're not superman so there you have a point of there you have a point of agreement and a point of convergence so now at this point of convergence, you can talk about this and you can you can help them with help them get over that hump, get, get to feeling better about it. And you can help do that. Oh, by the way, my name is Jesse. Angela, great to meet you. Hey, wow, you're kind of cool. I'll tell you what, mind if I join you for coffee. I'm I've I am i got to head to work to a little in a little bit, but I have some time. Mind if I join you for coffee? And then that's the beginning of something. And guess what? You don't have to pay. a month for six months of access to be able to do that because you're at the coffee shop anyway, right? Right. So what's the big deal? Why are we paying? Why are we blindly paying a dating app for something that we can literally do? Again, I get it. Social anxiety. Everybody says social anxiety. Everybody throws that out there. Fine. Okay. But please stop using social anxiety as an excuse. Don't do it. It's just, you're just hampering your life at that point. The other problem, the other problem that I have with the incel community, which is why I say, if You have a seat at this table, come get it. Come sit in the seat and take this advice. If you're willing to turn if you're willing to turn things around, you're welcome here. If you're willing to turn things around. Because you use the incels do what a lot of other people use their your social anxiety for. And again, a lot of incels have social anxiety. Got it. But they use it as an excuse for their un or they use it as a justification for their unwillingness, not their inability, their unwillingness to turn things around. A lot of the incels are so mired in their anime and their video games or whatever, and that's just that's their existence. It's not living. There's a difference between existing and living. If you exist, you exist. You're just not doing you're not doing anything. You just you just you just have your vices and you just stay at home with your vices, whatever the vice is. It could be anime, it could be video games, no, oh, it could be podcasts. Who knows, right? But you use it as an excuse, you use it as a justification for you not changing things. You complain about things. You complain that you'll never have a girlfriend. You never you complain that you'll never get late or whatever, or you'll never kiss a girl. You never know what it's like to fall in love or be in love or be in a serious relationship, and you complain about that. And then you turn around and you use social anxiety or whatever your device is, or you use pickiness because you all do that too. I may do, it a, show, I may do it a separate show on that sometimes or sometimes it's here, but you use pickiness as an excuse or a justification for your inability or not for your inability, your unwillingness to change things. And it's not just the insults. A lot of people, a lot of people do this. A lot of people use social anxiety or um, panic disorder or whatever as a justification to not want to change things, for their unwillingness to change things. And you have to get past that hump if you want to change your romantic, change your romantic reality for 2024 because 2023 is over, and whatever may have happened in 2023 is now water under the bridge. It's gone. Forget about it. 2024 is a new year. If you want to change your romantic reality for 2024, then you have to get out of this. You have to get out of this. You have to again. If if you're on a dating app, you're on a dating app. Fine. Me on a dating app. I do, I don't like them. I'm just on for content. I never did. I can't say I never did like them. But back when I was in my dating phase before I met before I met my girlfriend or before I met my girlfriend, I met my girlfriend back in 2003, I think. But um before me and my girlfriend got together when i was dating when i was using the plenty of fish and okay cupids and the Mac, i found out quickly i'm like why am i why am i spending this money when i'm literally doing the same thing outside of these dating apps anyway and i'm not spending money on it so after a few more unsuccessful dates you know i kind of closed that down and I just kind of, I just kind of went out, and I just happened to go to, I just happened to go to her shows at the at the Kids' Up Forest, and the rest is history, right? But that's usually how things start. You get out there and you do something, and you do something again, and you do something again, and you get to know somebody that's there. Now, granted, we were friends. Me and my girlfriend were friends before, way before she ever even she ever even got accepted at Kids' Up Forest. Got it, right? But the point still stands. If you go and you do something and you do something and you do something and you get to know people, that's usually the best avenue. And I, and I said before, I said, look, if you go to a coffee shop, I'm barely remembering in what context I use this. But I said, if you go to a coffee shop, oh, how women can come to respect men, right? Come to appreciate the things men do. And I said, you go to a coffee shop. And this coffee shop is a coffee shop you go to um, day after day after day to get your coffee. And there's a guy there, right, who makes a phenomenal cup of coffee. And that's why you go there to begin with, right? Why don't you let him know, hey, I come here because I like your coffee. And I'll tell you what, if I come here again, I'm looking for you. And I want you to make my coffee because you make the best coffee. You make the best coffee in here. Hand him a tip, learn his name. Next time you come in, hey, Greg, you know what I want? this time greg knows what you want when greg sees you come in greg already knows oh this is cindy or this is michelle or whatever whoever you are this is michelle and michelle likes michelle likes a vintage vintage mocha latte with whipped cream and sprinkles whatever whatever case is because you get that every time you come in so greg seeing seeing michelle or seeing cindy or whoever coming in already know already has in his mind get this and this and this and this because she likes my coffee. By the time you get in there, Greg has it ready. That's service for you. And because of that, and because you appreciate him, he is going to want to do that over and over and over again for you because you showed him that appreciation. That's how you get somebody. That's how you get somebody to have pride in what they do, is that you appreciate what they do. That was the whole context that That was the whole context that I used it back then, back a few shows ago. But this time, going beyond that, if you're single and he's single, and you know that you go in here because he makes a phenomenal cup of coffee and that he knows you so well that he sees you get out, he sees your car pulling. He knows what car, he knows what car, what car you're driving. He sees your car pulling up. Oh, Michelle's here because Michelle has a blue Volkswagen. Michelle's here. Let me get everything ready. And then by the time Michelle gets in there, Greg has a coffee ready. Michelle takes that coffee and it's the best cup of coffee. Thank you, Greg. Here's your tip. Greg, you make an amazing cup of coffee. Will I see you tomorrow? Absolutely, Michelle. Awesome. And that's the beginning of something. Right there. Another point of another point of personal privilege. I used to do that at, when I worked at Cinemark. Now, granted, I was married back then, so you know, there wasn't none of that. But I had a guy I had two guys actually. One, and I was both of them. I was honored to serve. One guy was Ralph. Ralph Rodriguez. Ralph Rodriguez was a Native American, and I never did. And he offered me to make. He offered me to make a military one of those military boxes with all my medals and stuff and achievements in it. But I never did take him up on that, and I should have, and I never did. Like I moved out before I could. Um, Ralph Rodriguez always. He came every time he came. He wanted the same thing. And it was very specific. He wanted a medium Diet Coke, a, a small popcorn with light butter just on the top, a medium Diet Coke with four ice cubes, and a hot dog. And that's every time he came in because he, he would walk in at 1130 on the dot. He would walk in. So 1115, I knew. Let me let me get this stuff ready. By the time he hit that door, I put it right on the shelf. I put it right on the countertop. A small, uh, small popcorn, buttered on top. Medium Diet Coke, four ice cubes, a hot dog. He walks up. Here you go, Ralph. Thanks, Jesse. What do I owe you? I already know what I owe you. And he takes, and he takes, and he goes to his movie. And that's how we struck up that relationship. That's how we became friends. Um, the other guy, rest in peace, was Arlie Ermy. Arlie Ermy used to come because, again, he was, he was Palmdale's most famous resident and he's working Palmdale. So he used to come and he used to come. And I used to call him sir because he was a he was a marine and he was a, he was an actual which is why he did so phenomenally well as the drill instructor in um, full metal jacket because he was he was at the marines so I'd always call him sir and him and his, him and his Asian wife used to come in and watch movies all the time and I used to make his popcorn and he he complimented me on my popcorn and so again I would know I would see him coming in and I would know what to get him already because he usually with the with a couple of exceptions. Um he usually ordered the same thing. there's a couple of exceptions, like maybe his wife would want something different, but he, he is kind of a creature of habit. So he had his thing that he liked. So I knew that I knew that once I saw him hit the door, I already knew a couple of the things so I already grabbed because certain things were automatic with him. But that's how you build that's how you build these kind of relationships. And again, when you have habit and repetition like that, it chips away at socially that's a social anxiety because the way you defeat social anxiety is with the familiar. So when you become familiar with some certain things because of doing it out of habit, that chips away at social anxiety. And once social anxiety is gone, relationship forging is a whole lot easier. So again, I'm not understanding, I'm not understanding spending all this money on these apps when the answer has been in your hands. The entire time, it's just there. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. You can catch me on, um, you can catch me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, known as form of, well, formerly known as Twitter is called X now. It's Elon Musk's new joint. Um, so I'm there. I don't really do much there, but for 2024, I think I'm gonna revive my profile on on X, known as Twitter. So I'm going to do that. So follow me if you want to follow me there. I'm at ABC, All right. Also, I'm at JRamseyABC on on True Social and also on MeWe and Parler. Basically, if you're on if you're on social media, search at JRamseyABC. If I'm there, I'm there. Also, you can follow this show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm also on SoundCloud. You can follow the show there. Also, I'm on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone and you have Apple Podcasts, my show is free. Go ahead and subscribe to it. And I don't charge any money for it. I just it's just up there. It's uploaded and it's updated every day that I make a, that I create a show. Whether I do it live or I do it recorded like I'm doing now, it's gonna be uploaded because it automatically does so every time. So and the thing with the Block Talk Radio is if you catch it right after I record it then it's gonna have one sound quality before I have a chance to upload the higher because I found out how to upload the higher quality sounds out the Block Talk Radio and so it makes it it makes it that much better. But um if you subscribe to it just wait a little while for it to update and then you'll get the higher quality stuff on the Block Talk Radio. So there's that. But on the ABC podcast excuse me, I'm the ABC podcast on on Apple Podcasts. So that's that. Not sure about Spotify. Um, probably gonna do that maybe maybe later on down the line, but um, but yeah, that's how that is. Um, but thanks for listening. Tomorrow I'm gonna come back and um, I know I got a babysitting gig. I'll have my son, but um, let me see something here. Yeah, so I will have my son. So he may pop in the studio. He may, he may or may not. Just like the day that he was sick, he was really cute, but um, he may or may not. So, there's that, so I may take a I may take a break an unexpected break. I may not, who knows, but tomorrow, I will be talking about how to make your experience on dating apps a whole lot more prolific, and I'm going to tell you not only are you going to examine some of these profiles, but I'm literally going to give you the keys of making a phenomenal profile, not just good, not just great, phenomenal, so that people will people will flock to your brands and again we're going to go and we're going to treat it like an advertisement campaign and once we do that you're going to understand where you're going wrong all right so again this is a very important show so please tune in if you if you don't listen to any other show and you really want to make the most because you've dropped all that money on these on these dating apps so you might as well get the most bang for your buck so let me let me give you those keys let me give you the keys to that kingdom all right and I'm going to tell you how to line your I'm going to tell you how to line up your profile for maximum effectiveness. And that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. So please, four o'clock, tune in. And if I can't, um if I can't call in, then at seven o'clock Pacific, go to Apple Podcasts and download that episode. Or come back to Block Talk Radio and listen. Because I'm going to post it tomorrow night. Probably during the game, during the big games. But um but, yeah, that's gonna be there no later than seven o'clock p m Pacific, so jot that down, do the time do the time rates or do the time change calculations, and then that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna go but yeah, very important show, so we're gonna do that tomorrow also, and also thrown in with that is gonna be the normal um normal profile examinations, but it's just gonna go into a little bit deeper, but thank you, thank you for listening um I'm ABC. I'll catch you tomorrow on the flip side. Remember, the future is what you make of it. I'll go out there and make the dating world a better place.